Catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know, heading into this Wednesday morning, October 26th. I'm Elliot Trito, and this is The Point from WUFT News. The 53rd Weather Reconnaissance Squadron Hurricane Hunters is tasked with providing weather reconnaissance for the National Weather Service. They fly through tropical storms, hurricanes, and winter storms to receive data on what's to come. I spoke with Chief Meteorologist at the University of Florida and Director of Florida Public Radio Emergency Network Jeff George on his experience with meeting with the Hurricane Hunters. So Jeff, what was the purpose of this story? Yeah, so this story we did with the Hurricane Hunters is something that we've been wanting to do for for a long time. Um, It's a little bit difficult to to get them, to pin them down during hurricane season because they're so busy and you never know if they're going to be on site. But our story really was to talk about their mission, but to go a little bit deeper than that, how they collect their data, what happens to the data, how it gets to the National Hurricane Center, and how they take all that information and help to keep the public safe. And then we also wanted to learn a little bit about the the human side of it, the emotional side of what they do, um, the sense of pride that they have and everything else that goes into what they do. What kind of aircraft do the hurricane hunters use? Right. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a jacked up C-130. They call it a, a, a super Hercules. And when you see it, I mean, it's impressive. But then you also have some questions when you see it. I mean, does it look big enough? Because it's a big aircraft. But you might think going through a Category 5 hurricane that's hundreds of miles wide, uh, you're like, is that going to do it? And then you see the propellers. Like, uh, propellers, really? And the way they explain it is, because if they use a jet engine aircraft, there's so much water that may get pulled into that engine as they're going through the storm. It may actually stall the engine. So the propellers actually help to get them through the storm safer and maybe not faster, but they're not trying to get through it really fast, believe it or not. Have the hurricane hunters gone into recent hurricanes? Yeah, so most recently they did fly into Ian, this particular group. And, uh, I mean, it, it, was a, it was a pretty rough ride, especially when it got to Category 5 status. Um, but over the years, um, if you name it. Uh, any major hurricane or small tropical storm, they have flown into it. That's part of their job. Their area of responsibility goes well out into the Atlantic, uh, almost to Africa, uh, as far south into the Caribbean as you can get. And their mission also extends out into the Pacific Ocean, Central Pacific Ocean. So um, there's almost not a body of water that they don't cover. Was there anything in your story you had but didn't make the final cut? Uh, yeah, so one of the questions that I did, I did ask them, but it didn't quite make the story, it didn't make the cut, was that um, these are hurricane hunters with the Air Force Reserve. Uh, there are also hurricane hunters that take off from Lakeland, Florida. Now, those are NOAA hurricane hunters, and they have two different missions. So, so I asked them, like, well, if you, if you both want to go inside this hurricane, you have to coordinate that, right? Because you can't have, you know, multiple planes flying through a hurricane. And they're like, No. Uh, a lot of times we'll be both in the storm at the same time. And he showed me a picture where they, they're passing each other in the eye of the hurricane, and they're almost like waving at each other. They go, <laughs> they, they pass each other like, you know, like you're passing somebody like, like on the way uh, like to Arby's or something like that. Hey, look, I know you. And I thought that was kind of not just fascinating but incredible that they can make that work. They can both go in there, grab data, and we're talking about like winds, pressure, 
humidity, everything, everything critical that they need uh, for the National Hurricane Center to make those forecasts and then eventually put into models to keep us safer to make for better forecasts. And it's all about public safety, uh, saving lives and property. Is there anything else that you like to add? Um, so there are like personal and professional reasons why they want to do it. Professionally, yeah, they want to help protect lives and, and property and that kind of thing. But um, there's also that sense of pride that they have and sense of accomplishment that they're volunteering to do this. There, there's so many other things that they can do. And it, it means that much to them uh, to be able to get through that storm, accomplish the mission, and not just protect people with this storm, but to protect future generations from the information and all the stuff that they gather. Uh, I mean, there's no one in the world that accomplishes you know, this kind of mission. And so uh, they're, very, they're very proud uh, to be able to do what they do and, and take care of um, not just a lot of people, but a lot of property, too. That was Chief Meteorologist Jeff George on his story on Hurricane Hunters. You can view this story on First at Five on our PBS affiliate tonight at 5 p.m. Now, let's catch you up with the latest stories from around the state. Gainesville mayoral candidates Harvey Ward and Ed Bilarski sparred on Tuesday in a debate sponsored by the Gainesville Sun and WUFT News at the University of Florida's Levin College of Law. According to WUFT News' Joey Westlow, the two candidates, who had fruitful communication and healthy civil discourse, were often degraded by accusatorial groundstanding as the election nears on November 8th. Discussions came up about the high GRU utility rates, prevention of gentrification, and safety for pedestrians to walk on the street. You can still watch the stream on WFT.org or Gainesville.com. The United Faculty of Florida is seeking records related to the University of Florida's search for a new president and the union's objections to U.S. Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska being the only finalist for the job. A search committee this month announced Sass as the lone finalist that came after the committee used a new state law to shield information about applicants for the presidency. Under the law, only finalists' names are made public at the end of university searches. The union on Monday questioned whether UF violated the law. A Florida judge on Tuesday found that Governor Ron DeSantis' office is not following the state's public records law and ordered the administration to turn over records connected to the migrants' flights from Texas to Martha's Vineyard within the next 20 days. Circuit Judge J. Lee Marsh rebuffed arguments from the governor's lawyers that they should be allowed to wait until December 1st to hand over records, including phone and text logs belonging to James Youthmeyer, the governor's chief of staff, who was involved in the operation to fly nearly 50 mostly Venezuelan migrants to the vacation island. The governor's office did not immediately respond to requests for comment, but lawyers representing the Florida Center for Government Accountability said they anticipated there would be an appeal. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Elliot Trito, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Wednesday.